0: Movies Podcast. This is my new podcast. I am Gaz Masters and you are listening to this on TalkNerdy.uk. Well, hello and you may know me already. I do the written stuff on TalkNerdy a lot of the time for movies, although I don't do it as much as JB would like. So here I am with a new audio format, which should make it easier for me to get content out for you because I just hate writing. I'm not going to lie sitting down at my computer writing shit. It's not me. So anyway, without further ado, let's move on. So what's it going to be like? Well, it's pretty much going to follow the same vibe as all the other taught nerdy podcasts, which is basically just me or someone else rambling on. But when I ramble on with my head, that could be quite dangerous. This could be the biggest mistake JB has ever made. So with that being said, let's crack straight on. We're going to start With some cinema news! Plans for a Tom and Jerry movie seem to be in the pipeworks, though I'm pretty sceptical after hearing that Tom is said to have fallen out with his co-star after years of off-screen pranks. (laughs) Kate Blanchett defends straight actors playing gay characters saying she will fight to the death for the right to suspend disbelief, a challenge which has now been accepted by Elton John and the fight is due to take place next Tuesday. (laughs) And finally today, a new Angry Birds television series is being hatched. We go to our news reporter, Obi-Wan Kenobi, for an update. I feel a great disturbance in the force, as if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror. I feel something terrible has happened. Thanks, Ben, and that is Cinema News. So that's the dad jokes portion of the show out the way. and Let's move on to the movies, which is what we're all actually here for. And um, it's been a while since I've actually written about movies and looking down the list of what I've watched since my last written reviews, it's been a long old stretch. So I'm going to get stuck straight in. I'm just going to reel off the movies that I've watched, what I thought of them, and let's go from there. So we're going to start with a film called Upgrade. Upgrade was uh, one that just came out of the blue, really. I didn't really see much about it going into it. Um, It is from this year, and it's set in the near future. Basically, a guy taking his girl out, gets involved in some sort of assault. I think his girlfriend dies. It's been a while since I watched it, so... (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure she dies. Um, And he gets (coughs) paralysed. Obviously, he was a bit caught up about that, that scenario. So, some fella says, Alright, mate. Do you want a chip inside you that basically means that your body works again? He says, yeah. And he uses it to go on a massive payback spree to the people that obviously killed his girlfriend and paralysed him. Uh, He's played by Logan Marshall Green, who some people will know as Trey, Ryan's brother from the OC. little name drop there if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, and he does a really good job, actually, as the headline act. Um, it's a really good film, actually. You know, it's a bit of a throwaway action film, but uh, quite good one. So I gave it 7 out of 10. Um, so, yeah, I'd recommend it. All right, next film. So this one is Game Over, Man. This will be for fans of the show Workaholics, as it pretty much features all of the people from that. And it's a very similar sort of comedy. This type of film is never going to win any Oscars. Um, but it's the type of film you want to watch on a Sunday. You've got nothing better to do. You just want to have a cheap few laughs. And this has that. It's It has got some laugh out loud bits. The plot is loose. Um, basically three guys who are the workaholics guys working at a hotel. The hotel gets uh, a hostage situation. And they are thrust into the action of trying to save everyone from... Uh, the terrorists. Uh, pretty basic stuff, but good laughs along the way and well worth a six out of ten. Well worth a what? Next up is Won't You Be My Neighbour? Documentary biography on the life of American children's television host Fred Rogers. I, obviously being British, didn't know really much about Fred Rogers going in. And with British children's TV personalities, you fear the absolute worst, to be honest, when there's a documentary about them. For those American viewers, if you are listening, basically there's a thing in Britain at the moment where most children's television presenters have been very, very naughty, much naughtier than the children they are presenting to. And how refreshing it was to see this man who was basically just wanting to educate children in the right way. I thought it was pretty uplifting, to be honest. I gave an 8 out of 10. I was well taken in by Fred. I wanted Fred to be available to me right now. His thoughts on life, I wish I had as an adult, not just as a child. I thought it was beautiful, basically. Uh, not much more I can say about that. Just watch the documentary if you are interested. My next film is... Loving Vincent, this is just incredible. I can't, I cannot describe how beautiful it was to watch this film. Now, let's break it down. This film was a story depicted in oil-painted animation in the style of Vincent van Gogh about a young man who comes to the last hometown of the painter to deliver his final letter. Now, that doesn't sound that interesting, but it's just the way it's shot. It is literally shot like a Vincent van Gogh painting the entire way through. And that is just mesmerising to watch. I'm not even into art that much, but it was just beautiful to spend an hour and a half watching... The movements of the paintings, uh, I think I saw somewhere like there was like a hundred artists that contributed to it. And my God, it is worth every bit of your time. If you find a spare hour and a half, go and look at it just for the sake of looking at it. It is beautiful. I gave it a nine out of ten. I just think I was tucking by how gorgeous it actually was. I also went to watch The Nun in the cinema. I gave it a 6 out of 10. That, again, it doesn't mean it's shit, um, as some people will suggest. Is it as good as The Conjuring? No. I'm sure there's people now sat there going, Oh, The Conjuring was shit, mate. Uh, Well, okay, but that's just my opinion. Uh, I thought The Conjuring was quite good. The Nun was all right. It had some good little bits where, you know, you jumped or... Maybe, you know, a scary nun on screen, hence the title. And if you're into that sort of thing, I'm sure it's really good. I'm not massive on horror, I'll be honest. Some I really like, some I just think are very, you know, I can pass them by. This one is a pass by. I, I, I wouldn't be watching it again, but it was okay to watch in the cinema. Now, I also watched Searching in the cinema, and this was getting really good reviews, and I was a little bit disappointed with it i'll be honest only because i i think some people were giving it good reviews because it was allegedly groundbreaking it it is basically a a film shot directly over social media so you see it from a youtube perspective or you see it from a you know a facebook perspective Um, and it's about a dad whose daughter goes missing and he is trying to basically hack her laptop to try and find out what happened to her Um, So he sees it from her social media and all the build-up to it of what she was putting on Instagram. And he tries to track her down using this method. It was okay, but even being honest, I thought the social media side of it, which is what people are saying was groundbreaking, was a little bit tiresome halfway through. I, I felt like it didn't really allow me to really involve myself emotionally with it. I don't like social media anyway a lot of the time, so maybe that's just me, but... It was okay. I'd give it a seven. I just don't think it's as good as some people were making out. Okay, so next one. I went to see Predator, and I did it in something called D-Box Seats. uh, Now, you might be sitting there going, yeah, they've been out for a while, mate. Well, I am... as some people describe, a granddad. I have no idea about modern technology a lot of the time. I'm pretty much behind with any current themes, and I had no idea what D-Box seats were. But thrust myself into it, D-Box seats move. They are like a motion simulator of seats. Well, I'm sorry, I am never paying for that shit ever again. It was pointless. So every time there's a bang on screen, I got whiplash. That's not what I want to enjoy my movies. So bullshit. Predator was okay. It was six out of ten. Uh not tragic. It was, you know, it was alright. It was alright for an action film. I'm sure some people were expecting it to be like the original Predator. You are probably an idiot if you thought it was ever going to be as good as the original Predator. But for a standout on its own recurrence in the franchise, I thought it was okay. Uh, It's not done any harm to it. It's just not as good as the original. Okay, what have I got next? I've got Hereditary next, which was a pretty eerie... It took a long time to get going, kind of horror mystery type thing... It really was slow in the first half of the movie and I was scared that I was just being wandered down this path into absolute nothingness. The The second half of the movie, though, when it gets going, I thought was really good. There is some scenes towards the end which I thought were fantastic. Um, I obviously can't go too much into it without spoiling it, so I'm, I'm not. Uh, I gave it seven. This, if you like, kind of those creepy films that it's just got a certain atmosphere about it. Try and drag yourself through the first half and get to that that next half of the film because that is well worth a watch. Uh, it does take a while to get into it though. Also went to see King of Thieves which had an incredible Michael Caine impersonation by Michael Caine. Um where, you know just absolutely Blow the bloody doors off type moment, which was well worth the watch in itself. Actually, a really good little comedy, uh, British-made comedy crime kind of drama. Loads of humour in it, but basically follows the story of the Hatton Garden heist, which, if you didn't know, was basically OAP GTA, where a group of old geezers decided we're going to rob some diamonds from uh, from the diamond shop. It was really good, I, you know, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Uh, as I say, good bits of comedy in it. The casting was fucking fantastic as well, to be fair. I mean, Michael Caine plays Brian Reader, who was kind of the organiser of it all. Uh, as I say, he has an absolute stormer of a Michael Caine quote in there, just like the Blow the Bloody Doors off days of old. Uh, Michael Gambon's in there as Billy the Fish, who's a bit of a background character, but... Probably one of my favourite characters in the film. Yeah, this was a really good cast, actually. It had Jim Broadbent, Paul Whitehouse, Tom Courtney, uh, Ray Winston. There was just a whole plethora of good old British actors in there. I hope they don't mind me calling them old. But it was pretty much, as I say, an OAP GTA. So let's move on. Uh, I also saw a film called Eighth Grade. Now, this I was very disappointed by. It was getting, again, really good reviews, kind of similar to Searching. I thought, well, you know, if it's getting good ratings and stuff like that, then this must be a banker, but I watched it. It was all right. I mean, basically follows a teenage girl who's quite introvert, quite shy, uh, and she goes to uh, Eighth Grade, um, and effectively, she runs like a, a social media account that she tells people how to act. And she doesn't live by that herself. She's very shy. She, she, can't, she can't, makes it very difficult to make friends. And it's it basically follows a normal high school girl uh, and her troubles trying to fit in. Uh, if I'm being honest, as a 32-year-old man, I just don't relate to it maybe that's why I didn't get it. Yeah, I can relate to the whole school aspect. I obviously went through school, but it's been a while maybe. But I don't know. I just didn't click with it like I thought the ratings suggested I should. Not to say that there wasn't a decent enough performance in there by uh, Elsie Fisher, who was the main star in it. Um, Yeah, just six for me. Not one I'd be rushing to watch again. And last, but certainly not least, is Bad Times at the El Royale. What a film this is. This was definitely saving the best to last. Uh, I went to watch it in the cinema last night and I was blown away. I thought the movie poster itself looked phenomenal. The trailers leading up to this film looked phenomenal. And I was shit scared that it wasn't going to live up to what I thought it might be. But Drew Goddard, the director, thankfully has engineered this epic modern masterpiece, which is the only way I'm going to describe it because I just loved this film so much. It reminded me of watching Pulp Fiction for the first time. That's how good this film is. I honestly, the soundtrack that accompanies it is just like old Tarantino for me. It fits perfectly, it's all to do with what time we're in. It has the a character, there's a character in there who's a soul singer, Motown singer. And she does a cappella versions of stuff throughout it to give the atmosphere of the film. You just have to watch and find out what I'm talking about because I can't really go into too much of the plot and I don't want to ruin it for you. But the cast is absolutely incredible. It's got Jeff Bridges, Cynthia Erivo, Dakota Johnson, John Hamm, Chris Hemsworth, Kylie Spaney. I don't know whether I've said that right, but apologies if not. Lewis Pullman plays the hotel concierge, who is fantastic in this film as well. Really good depth to all of the characters. They all get their moment in the film to tell their story, which all leads up to the bigger picture. And honestly, ignore everything else in this podcast and just go and watch this film. I don't care if you go and find searching. I don't care if you go and find Upgrade. I'm not bothered. Just go and watch this one. Uh, It is fantastic. So just get out there. Pay the cinema ticket, even though it's overpriced. Get your overpriced popcorn. Get your overpriced drink. This is the only movie I want you to go and watch. And it is well worth it. So get out there. Okay, so that's pretty much it for the films that I've watched. A quick little look at what's coming out soon, though, and probably what will feature on the next podcast. We have got some films coming up, ladies and gents. We've got Bohemian Rhapsody dropping this week. I should be watching that. And me and the boy Jub hopefully doing a little review on that uh, is in the pipeworks. Uh, First Man is getting a lot of five-star reviews from what I've seen. Uh, this is Ryan Gosling playing Neil Armstrong. I mean, <laughs> there's a recipe for success. And also, a little odd one, I wasn't expecting to be much of a big player, but Star is Born, I have heard good, good things about. So I'm actually going to watch that as well. And we've also got the new Halloween film, and I watched the old Halloween the other night, and I think we may be doing a little piece on that as well. Uh, but from what I'm hearing, all good stuff. So, that's pretty much the end. But I'm going to leave you with a little game of Master of Movies. Master, Master, Master of Movies is a game we play. Yes, in the movie from Lodge, he says. So, for those who don't know, the Master of Movies game is a game we used to play on the Talk Nerdy Main podcast. Uh, thanks for that jingle, JB. It's rather good. Um, and basically, what it is, is I act out in a one man play scenario a very famous movie scene. So, what you need to do is guess what that movie is, and then tune into the next episode, and then you can find out the answer. And that's how I'm going to get you to listen to the next episode, you sheep. Um, so, without further ado, this is the opening of a famous film, done in the style of Brummy. There are some fish that cannot be caught. It's not that they're faster or stronger than other fish, they're just touched by something extra. One such fish was the beast, and by the time I was born, he was already a legend he passed up more than a $100 laws than any fish in Alabama. Some said that the fish was the ghost of a thief who drowned in that river years before. Others claimed it was a dinosaur left over from the Cretaceous period. I didn't put any stuck into such speculation or superstition. All I knew was I'd been trying to catch that fish since I was a boy, no bigger than you, and on the day you were born, that was the day I finally caught him. Well, that was just like Peaky Blinders, wasn't it? But that wasn't the answer, so don't get ahead of yourself. You'll have to tune into episode two for the answer to that very hard movie scene uh, if you could make your way through the poorly done Brummie accent. I can only apologise to the people of Birmingham. You just happen to be the first accent that I come across that is it for episode one thank you very much for enduring it with me and i will see you on episode two at the very least but in the meantime make sure you check out all the content on talknerdy.uk. make sure you go and check out the time lasses new podcast that is the best podcast in all of time and space featuring our lovely yorkshire girls talking doctor who uh, me and JB will be back very shortly, I'm sure, with the main talk nerdy podcast. Make sure you go and check out Chris's comics. And obviously, if there's anything you want to speak to me about, give me some feedback. If you want to talk movies with me, if you've just got something you think is interesting, I might even get you on the show, or I'll at least give you a shout out at the very least. Uh, then you know, hit me up on the old Facebook things. I will see you very shortly thanks talking Nerdy with me